Well, good evening. Sorry if my voice is a little messed up today. My wife and I have fought a terrible cold for an entire week, and it's still just a little bit with my throat. So I suspect that this homily will be so profound that it, it'll be so disturbing and so earth-shattering that this will be the last 645 Mass we ever have. <laughs> Maybe it won't be that bad. You know, welcome to Pentecost 2022. For 2022 years, the church has been celebrating the solemnity and the feast of Pentecost. Why? Because the church always gives us solemnities and feasts so that we might be able to focus in on a doctrine or a truth that God has given his people. And that truth this day on Pentecost is that the Father is so in love with us that not only did he send his Son to die for us and to open up the gates of heaven, but he also is sending us an advocate, the Holy Spirit, so that you and I might be a member of the family, that we may be brothers and sisters in the Father, that we literally are a royal family, and that you and I were sent here with purpose and intention, not just through some sort of biological accident. You and I were intended and purposed by the Father, and he is giving us the power and the strength to sustain that for all of our life. That's what Pentecost is meant to point out to us. If we start off in Acts today, we know the, the classic story, the classic story of the apostles and all the disciples hiding in the upper room. Fear for the Jews. They thought their world had come to an end. They didn't have their jobs anymore. They were in fear of their friends. They were in fear of their children, that their children would be abused because no one had wanted to be associated with these followers of this radical called Jesus. And so they were cloistered in and amongst themselves as a matter of protecting themselves from the horror of being rejected by society and possibly beaten and crucified or killed like Jesus was. So fear gripped these people. And Jesus says to them that my Father will send you the Advocate. And in this scene, a rushing sound comes in. And tongues of fire alight over the heads of the apostles. <coughs> and they are given incredible power and incredible strength incredible confidence because God himself has entered them. Their spirit, his, his spirit has entered their very being. Not only had they received Eucharist from Christ, but now they had received the Holy Spirit in themselves. Their spirit is one with God. This is unique. This is distinctly different. And it is an incredible truth. For my brothers and sisters, you and I are just that. We are brothers and sisters of God the Father. We are intended and purposed. We are not an accident, as so much in the world want to share that we are today. There is so much power that can come to us, and I find that mostly it comes in about three ways. There's usually about three different kinds of followers of Jesus in my Catholic churches that I have been a part of. There's the people who receive the Holy Spirit and they immediately become on fire. They change their life. It changes their life. They, 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 they know that God has made a profound difference in their life. They accept God's will. They do everything they can to adopt his will day in and day out, and their life is changed forever. You may know people like this. They have 
we call them evangelists. We call them Roman Catholics who are on fire for the Lord. And then there are another group of us who come to Mass every Sunday, just like the other group. And we sit and we listen to the Word of God and we receive the Most Holy Eucharist. And we want it to be true, but somehow we're like the people up in the upper room. We're afraid. We're, we're, we, we just can't get off the dime. We're afraid and intimidated by what people would think if we actually went out and proclaim the truth that God has intended for His people. Because so many of those truths today are no longer accepted and are considered prejudicial or foreign or old school or maybe even discriminating. But these truths are the truths of God. And so many of us are a little frozen in our pews. We want the Holy Spirit, but He hasn't. We have not let Him take over our lives. And then there's the third group of us. And that's the group that comes and honestly is honest enough to say, I want nothing to do with it. I'm going to play this game as best I can. I'm going to come every Sunday. I'm going to go receive the Eucharist. And I'm just going to live my life. And I'm not going to tell many people about Jesus Christ. If they ask, it'll be brief. If they insist, I guess I'll tell them but I'm not going out of my way because that's just not who I am. So there are different kinds of followers of Christ. Well, my brothers and sisters, if you are like me and sometimes in those latter two categories, I want to tell you on this Pentecost of 2022 that the Spirit of God is intended to be raging in our hearts. It is the, it is the power to give you and I the strength to endure and do almost anything and the number one way that you and I can know that we're doing it is if you and I choose to engage in the battle. You might say, what battle? What battle are you talking about, Deacon? Well, that's the battle that rages in my heart every single day. And that's the battle between my will and God's will. My will to do the things I want to do and accomplish the things I want for myself and for my children and for my wife and for my church and for my retirement. My will. You should see my list of intentions to God. It's unbelievably long. I took it to my spiritual director once, honestly, with a little bit of pride. He says, you need to get rid of all those. Really? Yep. Why? because it can be answered in one phrase, thy will be done. Is there anything that God would do in your life that is worse than what you would do if you were God? No, he's omniscient. What he wills for our life is far better than you and I could ever even design. So this battle is a battle of your will surrendering to God's will. And so how do we do that? We pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon us this Mass and give us the courage to be able to say, yes, Lord, I don't know how, but you do, and I'm going. Let's do this. Praise God, I've always wanted to come out of the pew and do this. And I promise to be encouraging, and I promise to convey your message through love and through deed. Because as in the word we've heard today, God will give us whatever we need. He'll give us the words. He'll give us the actions. He'll give us the occasions to spread his love to everyone we meet.
The question is simple. Are we ready to rage in battle? Or are we going to be complacent and sit in our pews and say, well, I'm just going to bet this game works out well for me? My brothers and sisters, the world needs us. The world needs us because it needs the love of God every day. It needs his healing touch, his wonderful tone, and his sacraments to strengthen and to create those not only of us, but of those that are our friends who don't go to church. So if you were a little held back, I would offer you the same thing my spiritual director offered me. Deacon, when the battle is bad, I can almost always tell you there's one thing wrong. What's that? You haven't been to confession in a long time. You've got to go to confession. The strength of that sacrament is overwhelming. And the power of the Holy Spirit in that sacrament is life-changing. That in concert with this beautiful feast and this solemnity will empower us to become what God created us to be. So rather than go on forever and make this the 945 Mass, I just want to list to ask you one question. Will you join us? Will you, will you come out of your pews and say, Lord God, I will do it. I will receive the Holy Spirit. I will go to confession, and I will be strengthened every week so that I might be your servant. May God continue to bless you.